Welcome to this week's Fit for Purpose podcast. This week, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by James Pearson. He's got this amazing role title of General Counsel and Chief Purpose Officer at Virgin Money. And we're going to hear a lot more about what that actually means shortly. But a lot of people listening to this will probably know a bit about what Virgin Money is all about. It's, it's a brand that we're familiar with in many respects. It's a, a full digital service bank. It has six and a half million customers across the UK. I don't mind saying, I'm one of them. But actually underpinning all of that has been a really interesting approach that this business has taken on purpose. And its purpose is making you happier about money. Now, some people, James, might think that's mission impossible, but I think it's a brilliant purpose for Virgin Money. Great to have you on the podcast. Tell me a little bit, first of all, about this really interesting role that you have, which is General Counsel and Chief Purpose Officer, and then we'll get into the Virgin Money story. Sure. Hi, uh, hi Justine, and thanks very much for having me today. Delighted to um, be able to join you and talk about what is a, a subject super close to my heart and as you sort of said super close to my job title as well so I have a probably quite an unusual uh, role um, in that I um, spend some of my time looking after all things kind of legal and um, act as the sort of chief um, uh, legal officer of the bank um, for a bit of my time but I also then spend a, a good chunk of it uh, working on um, the uh, embedding of our purpose, as you said, um, making you happier about money across our business, um, which has been a, we sort of started, I was thinking about this um, before today's session, thinking we sort of started some of our work back in 2016 on purpose. So we've sort of been going at it for quite a, a long time. And the, the transaction that um, we did with Virgin Money in 2018 kind of just provided a, an amazing opportunity to um, it, purpose has been something that was very close to um, the Virgin uh, families' hearts in all of their businesses. So it provided a great sort of moment of opportunity for us to think about what our purpose should be, how we could use it to bring those businesses together. And I think, um, and I've no doubt we can kind of get into this in a bit more detail um, during the session, but one of the things I was particularly focused on, sort of particularly ambitious about, was how we went about um, not just coming up with a purpose statement and sort of letting it live or writing it into annual reports or putting it on the wall, but really thinking about that, sort of how we aligned everything behind it, how we really drove an impact, how we really embedded it. And I guess that's where I view my role coming in to really, you know, I, I don't lead our customer strategy or our colleague strategy, um, but really being the, the sort of the person that can um, be a bit of a, a challenge to the teams that are leading and those areas trying to make sure that I'm looking across the whole organization trying to think about the sort of leadership aspects of, uh, of purpose and trying to make sure that we're using it in the right way to make the best decisions both at the top of the bank but also um, beyond in sort of every part of the bank trying to make sure that new joiners understand um, what's expected of them uh, uh, you know and then coming and talking about um, what we're trying to do um, uh, beyond the four walls of virgin money as well a bit like today's session so um, a hugely fascinating uh, role from my point of view um, uh, but but one that um, I've been doing for a few years now and has been um, you know really enjoyable. And I think it's been fantastic to see that journey and just for people who are less familiar James explain a little bit about that 
the corporate transaction and almost how it became this moment when you could really think, right, how are we going to be Virgin Money going forward? Yeah. So we, um, again, the sort of the history of the business, um, we um, were made up of the um, Virgin Money business, which was um, uh, kind of had components of Northern Rock and, and other bits of um, uh, 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 financial services businesses within it on, on one side. And we also had Clydesdale Bank and Yorkshire Bank um, on the other. And those those businesses came together um, in, a, in a transaction in 2018. My own background was on the Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank side of things. And as I mentioned a minute ago, we kind of, we had already that business the history there is also quite interesting it'd been a subsidiary of an Australian bank for many years and in 2016 we separated became independent IPO'd and had the sort of keys to the car if you like the opportunity to think about what kind of business we wanted to be what sort of impact we wanted to have what kind of culture uh, we wanted and, and that was the, the sort of early early days in our work on purpose probably at that stage in, not many people in the business in the UK certainly I hadn't um, engaged with with the sort of concept of purpose uh, much at all but um, in, in the aftermath of um, uh, the, the sort of demerger and IPO we, we spent some time looking at other businesses who were kind of you know viewed as being um you know, class leaders from a culture point of view from an innovation mm -hmm. point of view not not just in the fs space but sort of more generally and not just in the uk either so sort of internationally and purpose kept coming up in those conversations in those discussions um as this sort of thing that you know it, it became it was very visceral to see um how people were using it to um you know guide better decision making to you know, whatever part of the business um, people were working in, you could really kind of see the, the the common North Star coming through in terms of how they talked about and thought about their worlds. And it felt sort of very quickly, very obvious that we were missing this in our business. And, and, and this these conversations were emerging around the time we did the Virgin money transaction. And as I mentioned earlier, for Virgin, they'd been at this for a lot longer and were probably some of the sort of pioneers when it comes to thinking about impact and, and purpose and um, being really clear on why your business existed, what, you know, what society would be missing if you weren't there, um, you know, how, how you went about serving, serving customers and being a brilliant place to work from a colleague point of view and having an impact in the communities in which you operated and so it did it did just feel like this moment of we were beginning to think about purpose purpose was super important to virgin we needed to bring a number of businesses together and so sitting down and defining uh, what our new reason for being what our new purpose was and then really getting on with the um, the harder task in my view of then thinking about how we would embed it um, across those businesses was it, it just kind of everything fell into place at, at that point around 2018. And I think it makes so much sense um, because actually, as we all know, any of us who who are in organisations, you need to be able to strip it back to, well, what's the point? Like, what are we yep. all trying trying to accomplish here? And I think the way you just put it, James, is brilliant, which is, and actually, if we weren't here, what, what would the world miss in a sense? Yep. So what is our unique contribution? And for me, it was really interesting being at your, what you called your purpose fest, which basically brings a lot of really different virgin money employees together to sort of literally be part of that discussion you were having as a company and what's your sense almost uh, several years on about how embedded in a way that purpose has become I mean we can come on to talk a little bit about some of the practical 
things that have changed in a way. But do you feel like people at Virgin Money really do live and breathe it? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I think we've made a, a lot of progress, and I feel very, um, um, you know, kind of. Uh, I, th I think it is um, something that I don't think you ever get to the point where it's embedded mm. in, in every inch or in every place, in every in every person. It, it, like anything in life, it's kind of a constant journey to keep sort of iterating it, to keep pushing it, to keep um, allowing it to. Um, uh be, be used but i think we've made a huge amount of progress um in a way that and the best way i can i would sort of think it's hard to measure purpose but it i mean you know it's it's the i think it comes back to the fact that in the early days of this lots of the conversations were really all around um kind of well what is this concept of purpose like why why is it important um i kind of quite i, I can kind of get my head around making you happier about money and i sort of understand that but you kind of want me to go further and you want me to do more with it you want me to use it to make better decisions or you know I kind of I can't you know, it was sort of why purpose almost and mm -hmm. it was much harder to find those moments in our business where we could you know either big or small come up with with you know examples of how it had had a positive impact that but for thinking through the lens of purpose we might not have got to the same place but, you know, that was probably the first sort of couple of years of, of work on it. But I think the thing that makes me reflect on the progress we've made is the fact that we're, you know, that, that's not the situation we're in now. The Purpose Fest um, event that you referred to that, that you um, kindly joined us for was a great example of that. None of the conversations were um, sort of, you know, well, why purpose? What's the potential of purpose? How could it have an impact? It was all about actually this is the impact that we are having these are some great tangible examples of some of the things we are doing and it was the, the sort of purpose bit was um just much more of a given and at any one time the number of different things that we're doing across our business that you know where any, you know, colleagues across the board can really link it back up to making you happier about money and understand how you know we've been bolder we've been much more thoughtful about who we're trying to impact we've been you know, we've tried to move beyond just a sort of procedural answer into something that has much more of a emotional connection, the sort of happier piece. And um, I think that, you know, they, they, they are coming through thick and fast. And so I think that, you know, there's always more work to do, but I think we're in a, we're, we're in a, a great, a great place. I think we've always thought it provides us with a, with a competitive advantage and that, you know, if we can, if we do this brilliantly, we'll be, we'll have a super, you know, we'll have, really engaged colleagues who are um you know just you know super positive about coming to work keen to work together keen to work together to make things happen for our customers and our customers will then feel that and and uh, you know the more customers we have um the, the the more successful our business can be and the more you know things we can do to put to give back into the sort of communities to give back to our colleagues and to continue to sort of iterate the, the cycle so i think we're in a in a good place but as i always say when talking about it internally there's there's always loads more to do as well and i think the whole area is on a journey and i think what what struck me having worked with you obviously on the impact report that we published last year and was certainly really well received i felt was looking at the different purpose goals that Virgin picked and perhaps the one around access to savings and credit and, and all of that wasn't a surprise. But actually, the, the other, one of the others you highlighted was health and well-being. And of course, 
with you and your purpose, you just talked about, you know, this literally making people happier about money, getting getting them to a stage where they're not only not stressed, they feel yeah. positive about it. Interestingly, when we have also then through the work with the university started to really engage with the students at these universities and say, okay, then which are your top purpose goals? Which ones do you think matter? Actually, one of the top ones that came out in the top four was health and well-being. And, and what's fascinating is none of them would have ever thought that if that's what they care about, that a company in financial services would be highlighting that same sense of purpose. And yet, actually, you were all on the same page. And I think it's been fascinating to see some of them almost rethink in their own minds, therefore, what a company like Virgin Money stands for in their minds, because of what you're doing with purpose so it's probably worth digging into some of the areas we highlighted in that impact report because you really have thought about some of the products for example um some of your customers tell us a little bit about the product development and then and then this work on poverty premium as well yeah sure so i mean i think that's the you know these are the the, this is where it sort of draws out i guess how we how we um begin to to use purpose um, from a, a customer and, and sort of product development and, and propositional approach. And so one, one of the things we um, that was definitely, um, we discussed a lot with, with you and the team and, and is referred to in the impact report is, you know, was our um, M, M account, um, which is our, what's kind of called from a regulatory perspective, a basic bank account, um, which is, you know, the um, offering that all banks are required to provide. Um, uh, in the UK, and they tend to be very sort of low feature, um, you know, basic by name, uh, kind of basic by nature, and with with very few of, of the, the features that um, some of our other accounts have from a digital point of view, from an insights point of view, from a, um, you know, kind of other, other tools uh, perspective. And I guess, again, from our perspective, given the demographic of people who um, are usually after one of these basic bank accounts. Our, our kind of initial um, reaction um, on developing a, a new version of this was to think, well, why why should we be restricting uh, any of these um, tools and features? In, in fact, if anything, um, you know, people who may be um, struggling a bit more, people who may um, you know have less experience of dealing with a um, with a sort of uh, banking and financial services and, and credit and savings and things like that. Um, probably most at need of some of the, the, the tools and, and expertise that we can provide through some of these accounts. So that was a sort of good example of us basically saying, well, we're going to give um, uh, you know, all of those tools um, uh, through, our, through our basic um, bank account to people in a, in a way that we felt was, was quite different from um, the, the, rest of, the rest of the market. Um, and it sort of it, that kind of coincided and, and sort of sits alongside, um, you mentioned sort of poverty premium. I mean, it's this has been something that we've been, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, talking about, and, and, and doing some um, things on um, for a while now. But the, it's sort of it's a bit aligned to the way I articulated that M, M account point, which is that there are, um, again, for sort of by way of background, I guess, in case people haven't heard the poverty premium expression before, and um, th this is the sort of extra cost. Um, of um, uh, people, households who are on the, the lowest incomes that, you know, they're paying more for some essential goods and services um, because they're on the lowest incomes than, than those with, with higher, 
higher disposable incomes. We we think there's about 14 million um, uh, households um, in this in this category, and the average sort of annual cost ends up being about 470 um, pounds a year. Uh, it, it cuts across. Um, a whole heap of different areas energy um insurance uh credit um a whole heap of of things that that um sort of fall with outside the financial services scope of what virgin money can uh, deliver on but it's this sort of idea that well why why should we um, be letting that um situation uh, stand and and what more can we do and and you know we're keen to make sure that we can um, uh, make all the right changes and provide all the right products and um, services and tools to our customers from a financial services point of view but that we also think there's more we can do more broadly in, in partnership with others um, you know uh, both by linking some of their tools into our offering particularly where they are you know where that sort of works so thinking of energy um, mm -hmm. We, we've um, uh, we've got sort of partnerships there where um, a recent example being with utility where we've got um, uh, uh, the, the opportunity for sort of people to switch to better deals um, uh, on, online there we've um, also so um, you're basically making that a lot easier for them yeah for people to access so it's not yeah. yeah correct it's not and it's not something that we've we've developed but we've sort of made sure it's plugged mm -hmm. into our sort of platform and ecosystem in a similar way um, we've worked with a charity uh, called Turn to Us, who have a fantastic um, welfare benefits um, calculator mm -hmm. tool, which, again, we've um, sort of linked into our ecosystem and, and um, making sure that our customers um, are able to link through and, and uh, run their own situation through that calculator and, and um, uh, make sure that they're sort of claiming the the, the full amount um, of benefits that they're um, eligible for, it, it, you know, and, and I think we even just looking at some of the stats on that, we can see that um, a lot of people have uh, have run the numbers through that calculator. I think it's over twenty eight thousand um, uh, now, and uh, 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 sort of what one one point seven circa one point seven million, I think, as uh, pounds of funds have been identified just through people using that calculator that they were not getting but were entitled to so i think they're just a couple of examples of the sorts of things that we've been um looking at on that but it, it comes back to this idea that um making you happier about money i mean it's sort of happier is the the key bit here we, we think there's you know our role in this is at all levels whether it's with our customers whether it's sort of beyond um in in the kind of communities in which we operate and our colleagues work or just sort of society as a whole we think there's a role that we can play from a, a pure sort of money point of view, but there's also a, a, a you know, a, a broader role because money is the interface to so many other, uh, so many other things. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, the poverty premium is a great example from my perspective of, um, uh, you know, of, of some of the work we've been doing. We've got a very bold ambition um, in the poverty premium around, um, uh, you know, seeking to eradicate that for our customer, our customer base by 20 30 we can't do that on our own and um, i think that's one of the sort of brilliant things about the, the work we've been doing with, with with you and the team on the from a purpose coalition point of view um, is that we're going to need to partner up we're going to need to kind of convene with with other businesses um, to think about how we can um, uh, deliver all the different components of that we're going to need to sort of link up with with government and, and regulators as well so lo lots more to do um, in that context and and you know the kind of i went you know, the, the the list sort of goes on in terms of the broader product offering but i think we're now back to your earlier point in terms of 
kind of how embedded do I feel this is I think for each new sort of proposition that we're developing from a customer point of view you know it really feels to me like uh, uh, making you happier about money is kind of coming through louder and clearer in each of those than it than it's ever done before you know we've been spending a lot of time looking at the buy now pay later market and and some of the kind of ills and irresponsibility um that that we've we've kind of seen um uh, there over the years and looking at how we can deliver something that you know is much more um credit building friendly uh, and and focused on the right target market with all the right education around um uh, you know around credit and uh, and all of that sort of stuff in there so there's kind of you know lots lots of things in in um um both the sort of recent history and also um development at the moment that really have making you happier about money at the heart of them and i think what's really interesting you know having literally been in treasury as a treasury minister and then you know in cabinet um i think there's a real insight that can be built up on how people will interact with all of those poverty premium steps you're taking and and in a sense the the learning that you get in relation to how people use them and I feel the danger in government is whenever you see a problem you're sat there thinking right we need to get this fixed but actually sometimes the best people to fix those problems are the ones that are already out there in the ecosystem and already have those links and that's the fastest way you can actually get support to people so I think what will come out of all of that work is actually some really helpful understanding of how in practice people weave in all of that action on tackling a poverty premium with the use of an account that they've got with a with a bank like Virgin Money. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's um, yeah, we we can't we we certainly can't do um, all all of this on our own, as as I mentioned. And, you know, we kind of but equally we've got a responsibility both to do the stuff that's within our control but as you say i think i think it's um more and more critical that we are you know talking to a, a broader range of um uh, you know policymakers government and um, regulators you know other industries to you know really sort of share um what what we've learned and what we're learning as you say about how people are engaging with these sorts of things so yeah i completely agree and, it, and it's exactly what we're trying to do through the Purpose Coalition is to bring together some really different employers and, and businesses and, dare I say, the education system as well, with some connections that never otherwise would have been able to happen. But actually, you're all on the same page in terms of what you're all trying to do. Now, I wanted to dive into also, and you talked about, you know, all that work you're doing almost externally facing on what it means for for Virgin Money customers um, helping them. But obviously there's been a significant piece of work about what this purpose means internally, James, hasn't there? Tell us a little bit about a life more virgin and in practice how it's played out for people on the ground across the business. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, this for me is one of the um, sort of biggest examples of how um, we use making you happier about money from the sort of get-go and, and again to sort of give a bit bit of background on this we we almost slightly because of the I mentioned earlier the bringing together of a number of businesses into the sort of new virgin money um, uh, fold as, as part of a, an, um, the transaction we did in 2018 we were sort of in, in the 
in the thick of that when the when the pandemic struck and obviously that required as it did for everybody a kind of very significant shift in terms of working practices in terms of um sort of use of technology uh, in in terms of a whole heap of different things about the way um uh, we, we all work together and and it probably um you know it, it resulted in a bit of a um you know a bit of a, a pause in a way of some of the the broader things we wanted to do to um um bring together our colleague populations and really look at best practice from a people policy point of view um uh, during the pandemic but as as we were coming out of our lockdowns and as we were beginning to have the opportunity to um uh, you know return to face-to-face -face discussions and into buildings and offices and all of that sort of stuff we again it felt like it just this um great moment for us to think about um how we pulled all of this together into so all of the bits that we probably uh, put on hold a little bit during the, the pandemic that we we knew we needed to do as part of bringing together all of our colleagues onto sort of one platform and one shared experience but also thinking about flexibility thinking about well-being you know all the things we sort of learned through the, the pandemic about um, caring uh, responsibilities and um, and um you know some of those kind of people policies that were we knew we needed to update and and evolve uh, from from a um, sort of diversity equity and, and inclusion perspective and do all of that together so that's kind of um that's a life more virgin and we we spent a long time looking at a whole heap of different um ways of uh, of trying to deliver this and and um uh, launched a, a program which really picks up on all of those items so really grounded in making you happier about money spend a lot of time coming back to the kind of you in this and um, really thinking about what colleagues wanted um, but also making sure we were going to be able to continue to deliver for for customers and people had great opportunities to engage in their local communities um, as well so that sort of grounded in flexibility uh, point where um, you know we were able to give you know, everybody more flexibility than they they previously had and, and and a lot of the bank you know there were some really significant amounts of flexibility to choose when um, where and and how they they work we were able to move to a much more locationless model from a recruiting point of view which i think has been fantastic from a diversity perspective because we were just you know felt slightly with you know maybe with hindsight um you know unnecessarily restricted to our sort of local um, geographies around the areas where our head offices were but now being able to take a much more uk-wide approach to hiring has all been part of this we've been able to introduce um you know we think some really class leading um people policies uh, equalizing parental leave for um both uh, uh but both parents um you know people looking to um adopt um you know that some of the, those changes have been really um very significant and i've seen those you know kind of play out and again kind of frankly sort of being quite um you know confronting on some levels to you know and, and actually really drawing out why um why we needed to change um uh, you know uh, some some of those policies and and move away from some of the the the, the kind of biases conscious or otherwise of of, of of times gone by um and also introduced um a whole heap of um uh, things around well-being so um not only kind of equalizing everybody's um uh, annual leave so sort of holiday time away from the office and um, to the, the the highest amount across the group to make sure everyone was kind of in in the same place on that but also introducing five paid 
well-being days um, for people to take in a different way from annual leave so to really think about well um you know i want to you know this is uh, linked to some sort of caring responsibility i've got i need a day of downtime because things are um you know too much i want to do something focused on me and really acknowledging that that's been hugely impactful just in terms of the the sort of reaction that that's had because it's it's not the sort of thing that that, that businesses tend to um do too often and what i think have we have seen said, james how have they reacted to it well so we've i mean there's so there's a lot a lot of people um you know it's, it's a, a topic of almost continuous conversation across our business and um, you know around how much of an impact it's had on people how i mean this is obviously necessarily reasonably anecdotal but kind of how how well people have you know a, a sort of feeling as a result of being able to take these these days off i think we've had a you know an enormous um we encourage colleagues to sort of talk on social media share stories with their teams um, to make sure they are kind of role modeling it particularly you know making sure leaders are role modeling this as well we talk about it a lot in, in kind of town halls and other other sort of bank-wide events as well less anecdotally i mean i think we're just the, the stats kind of talk to themselves around the you know i think particularly that sort of combination of flexibility well-being focus well-being days um and and some of those new um people uh, policies um you know we've we've had an enormous um increase in the sort of applications for new roles uh, within the bank um uh sort of since we've launched a life more virgin and, and on the other side of that we've had a significant you know i think our employee attrition has um has pretty much halved um as well and we and back to the sort of um, diversity um, and inclusion point as well we've had a very significant increase in the number of applicants from a you know declaring um, more um, uh, protected characteristics from a sort of more diverse background as well through our uh, recruitment work so um, you know it's been a it's been a hugely positive um, uh, change um, on so many different levels and um, you know we're, we're kind of continuing to look at it it's not the sort of thing that we um, we're, we're standing still on. We're continuing to make sure it's it's working. The flexibility thing can be quite difficult in, you know, it's very straightforward in in some teams um, where people can kind of work from anywhere. It's obviously much harder if you, um, you know, are supporting some of our customers in a store or working in one of our sort of operational centres. But again, that's where I think the the need to be bold and to challenge ourselves. And you know, I was having a conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago with one of the store managers and again they've been able to really uh, think very creatively about how to add more flexibility in the sorts of work people are doing in the kind of hours that they're able to do and the opportunities to uh, duck out and uh, you know, sort of deliver on external caring responsibilities and things like that so even in those areas where there's a sort of physical location constraint i think we've been uh, we've been trying to, to to push the boundaries um there and, and and getting getting good feedback we've had our sort of highest employee engagement score ever uh, uh, during our last sort of um pulse check of, of that um earlier in the year as well so all of those things um uh you know are, are very positive they're hugely positive and i think it shows that that clear sense of purpose and then acting on it so so obviously you know both externally but internally does make a real difference but james i, I wanted to ask you about your own journey in a sense because I mean, obviously, you, you are general counsel, so that's law. <laughs> so we wouldn't necessarily expect to be um, in this 
absolutely fantastic role that's clearly really had impact across across Virgin Money. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. I mean, did you always want to be a lawyer? Uh, yes. What you were aiming for, or did you yeah. fall into it? No, no. I think it. I think it was. Um, I sort of sometimes wonder whether I'm. I'm sort of slowly falling out of it on the on the, <laughs> on the journey of the career. But no, I sort of i I did from a um, from sort of being at being at school. Um, I was always uh, quite keen. I kind of liked the. I liked the sort of combination of um, you know sort of quite quite kind of argument focused, rules based. There's yeah. a bit of academics in there. There's a um, you know it's quite having said that it's very real it's kind of you know depending on what sort of uh law and work you do it you know it, it kind of matters to people and and you can have a you, you can have a, an impact whether you're a, a you know a sort of banking lawyer or a criminal lawyer or whatever and it's sort of applying a load of theory to real life and um, i always was uh, quite enjoyed so I, I did law at university um and uh, you know as a result of that I actually didn't you know that was that was maybe a bit less applicable to real life and a bit more academic. And I, mm. you know, um, I enjoyed my time at university, but the uh, academic side of, of the, the sort of legal world was slightly less appealing. And I think that's what sort of drove me more towards um, um, working in a kind of commercial um, uh, law firm, which I did um, after university from a training point of view and, and then spent a few years doing that in London before, and um, again, sort of as part of that, um, probably moving further and further away from the, the pure academic side of law and more into the kind of how it's applied to real life, I decided I would much rather go and see some of this stuff being applied in a, in a real business and move into an in-house role, um, uh, you know, as a result. And I've been, been doing that ever since, um, albeit, um, you know, moving around and doing different types of role. And, uh, from a legal point of view and, and you know for the last eight years it must be yeah, eight years kind of been doing this amazing job as general counsel of a, of a of a bank going through a huge amount of of change from being a subsidiary of a much larger overseas business um to you know ipoing and becoming independent with a new management team and and all the things that come with that through to um the um, acquisition and, and kind of then integration combination with with Virgin Money and all that all that came with that. These are all amazingly sort of fascinating things from a, a, a lawyer's point of view. And um, the team that's then been around through all of that's been, you know, is the other bit of the role that I really enjoy. It's kind of thinking about how you um, uh, drive that team forward, make sure that you've got the right people in the right place, you know, engaged, having fun along the way, getting to do really interesting work. Um, uh, on the journey but kind of it, it all gelling and people working well together and um, so that's the sort of the, that's the legal side of it and um, I guess and I do still you know that's it's a I do really enjoy that that part of the role it's very different from the the sort of um purpose side of it well, which I, I ask you whether yeah. you you know I mean clearly you are very purpose driven that's in a sense why you enjoyed law by the yeah. But so so do you see them as fitting together or do you find you have to sort of juggle a little bit at times? No, I do. I do think they I do think they fit together. I think the um, sort of as, as you touch on there, I think it's, um, you know, without really sort of realising it or being able to have the kind of vocabulary or the, the sort of uh, construct around around purpose now, I think sort of, you know, having having some meaning to what we're doing and trying to achieve and 
you know being bold about that and and trying to move things forward and have an impact has always been um, important from my point of view in terms of um what what i what i wanted to do so i think that's where the the significant um overlap exists i mean i think it's been you know ma managing a a small team of lawyers working on you know kind of corporate transactions or bits of litigation or things like that is very different from thinking through how to you know sort of organize and, and communicate and influence a much broader cultural at its heart i guess sort of transformation um of, of a business of, of seven thousand people so that's the bit that's been you know the the really sort of interesting um uh different um outside of comfort zone challenge of the the, the purpose work but also some you know of the most rewarding where you begin to see um some of the fruits of of the work that the teams put in or the the work that you know in that sort of evolution of a structured approach to an embedding journey which can feel quite sort of almost distant from real life actually then seeing some of the pieces fit together and um uh you know kind of it clicking in people's minds and people beginning to get it and people using it more and you know kind of creating that virtuous circle has been has been uh, really interesting but i i guess it you know my own involvement in it stemmed from that sort of deep um, personal interest in it and that observation way back in, um, as I was saying earlier, so way back in, in the early work on this, that actually this missing piece of the jigsaw for us, this kind of why we exist and that the potential of that and how if we, you know, kind of rely on absolutely everything behind that, you know, we, we would be um, more successful as a result and have a, a bigger and broader impact you know i kind of just you know i thought that was great and got involved in it notwithstanding it had absolutely nothing to do with my <laughs> uh, day job at the time as general counsel and i guess uh, I, over the last few years i've i've taken on uh, more and more of that um and over the last couple of, of, of you know had the whole sort of bit in terms of um uh you know accountability for for driving the embedding journey across across the whole bank not notwithstanding the fact that you know kind of everyone uh, you know certainly um everyone across the whole bank but but certainly all leaders across our business are kind of you know mm. they're the ones that also have to take this this forward as well so um yeah it's been fun but but, but yeah really, a, a different um, role i'm not sure there are many other general counsel <laughs> and uh, uh, purpose officers out there so i've not come across any but no. i think it's a really good example isn't it of how actually you know whatever your role in a, in a business being prepared to play that wider role when something like this comes in its own way creates opportunities as well and has ended up allowing you to focus on something that you feel really really passionate about about now I've got three final quick fire questions to to just wrap up so first one is best piece of advice James that you've ever been given what would you say yeah this is he's uh the, the the lawyer in me wants to give you like four or five different answers <laughs> but the, uh, the um so i think it's kind of keep i've probably touched on this a bit as, as we've been talking but kind of keep agitating to make things better mm -hmm. don't settle i think as and that kind of works on a, a number of different levels for me i think that's somebody said that to me kind of early on and you know whether it's your own career you know if you're not in you know if you're not sort of happy doing something you're not interested in it you know don't don't just kind of don't don't settle with it keep keep pushing but equally you know day to day and um, just not 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 resting on our laurels not accepting the status quo constantly looking for better ways of doing things so yeah don't, don't keep agitating to make things better don't settle 
Brilliant. And that sounds a little bit like that's the advice you'd also give to other people around around getting on in a sense and 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 not getting stale in a role. Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah. And it's certainly it's it's often given by me to people in my team or junior people coming up through the team. Um, you know, because that's sort of that's the way that's the model and, and the approach um, I've taken. And it's it, it's meant being able to do a whole heap of um, really interesting things um along the way i mean you, you know you need to sort of do it constructively and, and and in the right way but there's so many different you know whether it's the sort of you know kind of talking to uh, junior lawyers whether it's talking to people more broadly uh, in 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 financial services in in banking there are so many different um sort of pathways that you can take um you know banking that's been one of the things that's been fascinating from from, from that point of view is there um and, and you, you were um, talking about it earlier in the context of the, um, you know, sort of universities and, you know, kind of focus on well-being and things like that and people not quite realising it. Mm -hmm. There are so many amazingly broad, you know, broad roles in a in an organisation like Virgin Money that people can do from being, you know, working on data, you know, artificial intelligence into kind of customer relationship type stuff, you know, marketing, you know, a whole heap of different things that people it's not just about being a banker so yeah the, the kind of the, the 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 mantra again of you know keep keep trying to make make things better keep trying to move things on don't settle for um uh, what you've got yeah probably holds great advice and then finally proudest career moment to date you'll have many more to come james i know yeah. today what would you point to um gosh so difficult these the, the sort of I, I think it so probably um hand on heart it always comes back to the team um, and so I think I talked earlier about the, um, you know, kind of the, the, the team, the business that I, that I work in now and the, the team that um, I lead, you know, is, a, is an aggregation of lots of different uh, teams from a number of different businesses. And I think that's not always easy and straightforward for people to kind of join. They've been used to doing things in a particular way. They kind of need to uh, need to work in a different way and, and having a cohesive and firing on all cylinders and engaged team just you know it is so key i think to delivering what we need to do as a business and so i think kind of there was a there was a particular event a few years ago where i remember kind of being stood at and looking at a team of super happy super engaged um you know kind of everybody working together people kind of you know um get it getting getting over any kind of um issues around um how things had gone in the past and that that that's probably a sort of proudest moment that the team that we've built Fantastic. I think that's really brilliant. And, and it's right. It, it's, it's really something to be able to bring people together and have them then work collectively. So James has been absolutely brilliant having you doing this podcast. Um, we ran it a bit longer, but I just thought it was so interesting. And the work that Virgin Money has done on purpose, I think, is not only insightful for the business itself I just think there's so much more other people can learn from it so I would really encourage people to get onto the Virgin Money website itself and have a look at some of those those issues that we've been talking about and those steps the business is taking but also you can find the impact report as well on our Purpose Coalition website and it's probably a brilliant rundown of how a company has thought really innovatively and differently about not only the right purpose for it, but but bringing that to life and making sure it has real impact. So James, it's been 
an absolute pleasure having you on and uh, thank you very very much for being on the podcast not at all thanks Justine um uh, I, I agree it's been it's been great fascinating conversation um uh, so, so much to talk about thanks very much for um having me on and um yeah uh, kind of echo your sentiments very happy to um uh, pick up with anybody listening and, and uh, talk in more detail so thank you thank you